You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back, on the BetQL Network, Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Thursday. Coming up, 11 a.m., Chris Peters will join us to talk hockey as we um, had a wild game last time. Just a totally wild game with a 9-6 Flames win. Aaron Hawksworth's Flames last night. So we'll get to hockey with Chris. Coming up about 20 minutes, we'll update you on the leaderboard of the PGA Championship, which right now includes John Daly and my, one of my outright picks to win, which I'm excited about. Uh, he's off to a hot start, Max Homa. So we'll get to all that coming up. In a few minutes right now, let's talk about the NBA draft. The lottery happened a couple nights ago. And don't forget, the pro basketball playoffs are here. The prop swap is where real sports bettors find the best odds and turn hardwood into hard cash. Prop swap is the only app, only app that allows you to pick your favorite teams now and then sell your bet whenever you want. The best part, it's all from your phone. You never even need to touch the ticket. We all make sports bets to make money. And many prop swappers make thousands of dollars in just one month just from buying and selling bets. This allows you to win over and over without your team ever Lifting the trophy. Prop swap is where America buys and sells sports bets. So one of those things you could buy and then maybe sell is a ticket on someone to be the number one overall pick in the NBA draft. How about a guy like uh, Ben Chero from Duke? He's six to one right now, as we see it. Aaron, he's interesting because he's a Duke player. He's got, I think, some upside in the NBA. He's a unique kind of big man with uh, kind of like an old school game, but he could shoot a little bit. I. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets some buzz, Aaron, to be the number one pick. There's not there's not one guy this year that you look at and say, okay, that's the guy, no no questions asked. So I, I think if you find plus money on almost any of these guys, you might be able to sell it uh, on prop swap if we get some buzz that they go one and the odds change. Yeah, I mean, that's a good idea. It seems like it's going to be Jabari Smith, though, It doesn't it? He's the only one that's minus money. Only one. But not overwhelming, right? It's minus 130. It's not like he's minus 500. It's just he's the favorite right now. So you think there'll be a crazy upset? Could be. <laughs> be the number one pick. I don't expect it to happen. But everything that I've been reading up and how the evaluators look at this and those that talk to front office members uh, with teams, it's kind of tiered out. So some believe the very top of this draft is a three-player draft, but now there's some uh, that, that would make the argument, you know what, this, this could actually be a four-player draft. Then we get down to the next tier. And then you've got a, a somewhat large group of guys, seven, eight, and then the rest of it is wide open. But what I find fascinating is the the difference of opinion within teams. So is there going to be some opportunities for betters? And what I mean by that is what what I'm seeing from uh, the draft Knicks is you, you'll talk to talk to a team about a specific player. 
and they'll have a top 15 grade on them. Should go front end of the first round. And then you talk to another team, same player. Their evaluation is eh, outside the top 40. So we could have some chaos here. And unfortunately, what are we, 32 di- no, 34 days away? Yeah. Uh, the only market that I've seen on any domestic sports book is number one pick overall. So I'm hoping once we get inside of a month that we're going to have uh, a number of opportunities. But yeah, Jabari Smith, the odds on favorite. The lowest number that I saw is minus 110 at points bet. But Chet Holmgren is right there. Mm-hmm. There, are, there are a lot of people that think if you're looking for raw, if you're looking for the highest ceiling, you just go with Chet Holmgren because he might be something we haven't seen before. But I understand the questions, and the dude's going to have to put on a ton of weight to bang with some of those bigs in the NBA. So NBA.com put out a, um, a, a post that basically kind of scrolled through a bunch of mock drafts immediately post post uh, lottery just to see what the mm-hmm. consensus was. And yeah. so last year when they did this, everyone had Cade Cunningham number one. Everyone had Cade Cunningham number one. He went number one. This year there is no consensus. There are some mocks that have Jabari Smith, who's the favorite, as Aaron pointed out. Some have Chet, Chet Holmgren. Some have, some have Benchero. Those are the three in the mock drafts that they kind of comb through that go number one. I, I, th- I think there is – I think we could get a surprise. I don't know if there is a number – like is there – we watched all three of these guys. Would you say one stands out as like he's definitely the one? I, I like Jabari Smith, but I don't know. I mean, so, so the one thing we think we know is that these three bigs are going to go in some order: one, two, three. That's what the yeah. The, yeah in this in this mock draft kind of consensus, yes, they they go one, two, three in some order. I will remind you that last year we got a surprise with, with Toronto and what they did for Scotty Barnes. Yes. They, they jumped up big time. So maybe we'll see. So Sam Vecini of The Athletic, he's one of the, the NBA people, the, the draft people that follows us well. He, he does a good job with uh, his projections and his mock draft. He said this is as unpredictable of a draft as he could mm. remember. Mm. So wouldn't that lead you, once we get all these different markets posted, wouldn't that lead you to take some shots on the board? It's just kind of figuring out what, what what you want to focus in on. Yes. I'll never forget when Anthony Bennett was pick number one overall. I mean, that yeah. was the shocker of all shockers. Remember the reaction at VSPN at the draft? Like, everyone knew it was a mistake, like, the minute it happened. <laughs> everyone. Yeah. I was in Canada at the time, too. <laughs> so which what, – what, was that a bad draft in general, though? I'm trying to remember. I mean, Victor Oladipo's still still pretty good. I mean, he was picked over him. Sure. Yeah, but overall, you know, Oladipo's been injured so much. Yeah, he's had a solid NBA career. It's a couple moments of, of better right. than that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When he was at the Pacers, he was the man. But So if there's one name that I have my eye on, just because the uncertainty, I think that we could create a, an opportunity in the betting market. Shaden Sharp, who was who supposed to go to Kentucky. Yes. Yeah. Now, I don't know if he's good enough to go number one. I don't know enough about him. But, Joe, you mentioned at some point maybe we'll get the markets up for the number two pick, number three pick. If there is a wild card in this, I think it's Shaden Sharp. He was supposed to go to Kentucky, and then he never ended up going. And he's a he's a Canadian player, so it's like there's even less information. It's not like we were, you know, he went to some big high school like DeMatha or whatever where everyone knew he'd be the next guy in college basketball. I, I don't know. He's he's four. The odds for the number one pick are wild. I'm seeing Jamari Smith minus one thirty, 
Holmgren mm-hmm. plus 140, Banchero six to one. The next name is Shaden Sharp at 65 to one. Yeah. I, I could see him being the guy that like, wait, if if it's not one, two, three with those three, couldn't you see like there's gonna be an opportunity for someone to sneak into the top three we're not ready for? Shaden Sharp's like that wild card, it feels like. It could be Sharp. It could be Ivy. Yeah. It could be Murray. Like they're they're all in that next tier. So while I, I guess if you're Detroit, you're kind of you're kind of upset about. I guess you're upset unless they love Sharp. Maybe they can get him at number five, but they were supposed to be number three. By the way, in that 2013 draft, there are a lot of dumb teams because Giannis made that entire first round, 15th overall, mm-hmm. four, 14th. Mm. I don't want to say McCollum was a stupid pick for Portland at 10, but let's say 13 teams really mad at themselves for passing on Giannis, not doing their due diligence there not realizing what he was. So that that's, you know, that's what people are looking for. Um, it, I would agree with this at the time. I'm just trying to, I want to look at those rosters more in the history of those general managers. If any of them think that, Oh, if we get a talented guard, that that could be our missing piece. I don't think so. When you're talking about Orlando, OKC and Houston, but just the approach is going to be interesting. There are some good guards here near the top, but it can go any way. I, I think it's going to provide a lot of value. And I just I just don't find myself uh, needing to bet on the number one overall because it just doesn't seem like there's a ton of value. Unless you're sold on Van Carroll. Unless you think, hey, there's, I, I think, a 30% chance that he's number one pick. Well, then you make that bet at six to one. Right. That's the best number that's out there. Yeah, and the other—I mean, you mentioned the the GMs and the teams that are up here. I mean, we're, we're used to Houston because they've been doing this for a couple of years now. Or doesn't it feel like Orlando's perpetually been the fourth pick for uh, fifteen years? They actually get the top pick now, and it's a year where there's not that one, you know, transcendent Poor Orlando. <laughs> God, these organizations—is I'm looking at the top ten. Is there one organization here that you're like, oh, they're going to turn it around? They get that one player, they're going to take off. Just that bottom 10 in the NBA is just so god-awful. It's like, I don't know what they're going to – maybe OKC. Have you seen how many first-round picks they have? They have a million first-round picks. <laughs> Over the next few years. Did you see so, that? Yeah, it's almost like they've tanked like the Sixers did. It's just not publicized. It's like they've just totally set up for the future. But hmm. you can't keep all those. Right. So they're gonna have, I mean, they're going to have to use them in trades. At some yeah. point, when they want to go get you, know, they want to try to compete. It's, it's still a pretty good strategy. I like that. Yeah, clear all the cap space out. Just see yeah, I mean, see it, which one of these picks pans out. Get rid of the rest. I mean, it's like the Sixers did. They made a lot of mistakes, but they landed Embiid, and then they built the team around around that. <gasps> My God, you Markel Fultz. A lot of mistakes. <laughs> a lot of mistakes. Yeah, I mean, it's a good strategy if you land on one. If you get yeah. a dude. Yeah, right, you need one great player, and then you can you can figure it out. To answer to the thing you brought up, Joe, like, well, one of these teams who will figure it out? Yeah, Oklahoma City could. I also think New Orleans having a, a pick in the top ten, like they came on at the end of the year, right? Obviously making the playoffs. And what is happening with Zion? Do we know yet? I don't know. Yeah. Is he is he eligible to play? Is he healthy? Is he skinny? Is he really fat? I don't know. Does he want <laughs> to be traded? Does he want to stay? Who knows? My God, this is amazing to me. Okay, see, they, they've got three first-round picks this year. Uh, next year, they've got four. Wow. In, tw- in 2024, they've got three again. 
this 2025, they've got four. <gasps> Thunder futures. 2026. 2026, they've got three. Like, this is amazing. They control the – it reminds me of Sam Sam Hinkie, what he did with the Sixers. At one point, the Sixers had a treasure trove like that, and then they eventually turned wow. into all those trades they made. They traded up for Fultz, mistake. They traded for Butler. They traded for Tobias Harris. Like, they, they had it all. And if you want to kick the can down the road, so that I just find that fascinating. What do you do if you're the general manager? You you could make sure you have multiple first round picks for the next decade, probably because you have so many. If you keep kicking the can down the road, but what general manager is like? Oh, I'm so comfortable. I'm gonna be here the next decade. Maybe they will all use all these picks over the next few years. You, they could. The more shots you take, the more likely you're gonna hit on a star. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it's funny. I was, I, I, the other day I saw a quote from Presti compared it to playing poker, the NBA, the NBA, how it's a lot of it's luck. I, this is like what a lot of GMs do now. They, they, it's almost like they're like, hey, even if, even if I think I'm good at this, it's luck. The more picks I have, the better chance I have at landing one of those dudes, like you said. No, but I mean, the, the big takeaway here is now we're just over a month away. We talked about it a lot with the NFL draft. We won't have as many betting markets. But every day on the show, we're going to keep a close eye on these and see which ones pop because this is where you can start to make your opportunity, make your hay uh, with, with some of these wagers, and you can get in it yourself in a really good position. I don't, you know, Big Hero, yeah, that could be a bet at number one overall. Could be, but the value is going to be elsewhere because it just seems the top three are likely going to be those three bigs in some order, Jabari Smith, Chet Holmgren, Paolo Banquero. And then after that, I don't think anybody has an idea what's going to happen. Well, I mean, considering, look at that. So it's funny, and we don't know the, the odds for the fourth pick or anything that yet, but like the fact that Shaden Sharp or Jaden Ivey are 65 to 1 to go one, then look at the drop off after that. It's like right. Johnny, Johnny Davis is next, Keegan Murray. So any surprise right now beyond the top three, there's going to be value there. Like if anyone surprises mm-hmm. Keegan Murray or whoever, Johnny Davis. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to monitor. Did you bet Bancaro? Are you going to? That or? feels like the one to do, right? If, if you, right now, and I, I think that's the one too. You could buy it to sell it later. Like that's that's the one where that, the market on him could move a lot. Man, I saw. I, I could. I saw Chet Holmgren plus one ninety five offshore, which is better than what you're finding domestic. It's pretty good. Aaron, what would you do? I, I mean, I, I'd have a tough time passing on both Jabari Smith and Chet Holmgren. I understand. Why people like Bancaro, but I think it's going to be one of those two. At plus 195, I already oh, bet Chet in the break. Yeah, I, don't, I don't mind Chet Holmgren at all. Well, this is always important. Who feels like an Orlando Magic? Chet Holmgren feels like an Orlando Magic. Do they like anything they have? What do they have? I do. Who do not, I've, I've long said the Magic. You have Markel, isn't he on the... Yeah. The Magic are the most irrelevant team in pro sports. Wendell you, Carter. You could take the Magic off of the schedule for six weeks and no one would notice. Name <laughs> no four, four or five players. Can't oh, remember it. when I always played I those Franz Wagner uh, assist props at like Oh, yeah. <laughs> so they yeah. have Franz Wagner. They have, I know they have Markel. Markel. Last Wendell. Year. Jonathan Isaac's still there. The tall guy, kid from Florida State, maybe. Yes, and who did they take last year? Jalen Suggs last year? Exploder or something? Maybe. 
that could have been. Jalen Suggs was last year, right? That's what they took last year. Jalen Suggs yes. out of Gonzaga. Yes. Yep. Cole Anthony. Oh, Markel Fultz. It's just like a bunch of bull bull. Oh, bull. let's get his Instagram stories rolling. <laughs> the most irrelevant franchise in professional sports, <laughs> the Orlando Magic. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawks, Rebecca L. Daly. We'll update you on the PGA and look forward to the afternoon here. PGA Championship rolling on right here on the BetQL Network. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily from BetQL.